What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. He's laughing at the fact that I said I still get nervous every time I interview Connor Bedard. I do. I don't care. Who knows? He's 16. I'm 49. I've done thousands of interviews. The kid's eyes just, just pierce right through you. Oh, boy, I love watching him. <clears throat> Biggest reason why this jersey's up here. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports talk show coming to you live on Game Plus TV, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and WQEE. Already heard from our guy, Ryan, down in Atlanta, Ryan O Radio. I got a bet coming up for you, Ryan, so be paying attention here in the warm-up. Be paying very close attention. I'm very happy because I'm live back in South Florida, back home. And we got the moose. He's on the road, too. He's in PEI, where it's not as cold as the NHL's Bermuda Triangular, but colder than here. Moose is still at the Canada Winter Games. How you doing, Moose? What's up? I'm doing well. We got a bit of a slow couple of days, but uh, it'll pick up tomorrow. Things are okay here. Not quite minus 30, but uh, we're surviving. I'll tell you what, uh, coming up next hour, this will be the hook. I want you to give the listeners and viewers an, an update on Canada Winter Games because you were saying a very interesting thing. It's the second seating. The first seating's moved out. The second seating's moved in of athletes and uh, all new events and all that, so that's exciting. But coming up on today's program, we have David Alter from Rinkwide Toronto. He's part of the Maple Leafs coverage for Sports Illustrated. He's in hour one and in hour two. A lot of Leafs uh, guests I've noticed, Clark, now that I think about it. Uh, Jim Lang will be with us from Toronto, the best-selling author of many Leafs-related books and also Canada's foremost NFL expert. So that's uh, in hour two with Jim Lang. Can you hit the quick six show horn? And we'll get down to business. I'll say this. I, hey, I've been back in America less than 48 hours. Uh, I, WestJet lost one of my bags, Moose. You know all this, but the audience does not. The one bag that they did not lose was my broadcast equipment that I brought back from Canada. So that was nice. But on Sunday... They hand-delivered to my house, my suitcase, so all is good. Um, what was my point? I'm not really sure why. Other, oh, being in America, all NFL all the time. Just a check here, it's late February, just in case you forgot. And you wouldn't have been probably watching this, but it's, could Aaron Rodgers help the New York Jets? Should the Dallas Cowboys extend Dak Prescott? I'm like, there are other sports that deserve to be talked about. This is an insult that we will be talking about the NFL, fake news and nonsense year-round, but that's their network, this is ours, so we'll move on to... Can you hit the horn again, Jordan, and we'll talk about the things that everybody else cares about. How about that? Thank you. 
Is not exciting what's going on, this arms race in the National Hockey League. Moose Timo Meyer is going to the New Jersey Devils in the latest ante of the high-stakes poker among the NHL's Eastern Conference playoff contenders. Meyer joins the Devils after the Islanders made a big acquisition. As you know, the NHL-leading Boston Bruins got bigger and tougher, and the Rangers added one score and seemed to be on the precipice of adding another. It was an 11-player package. That's the one deal from Sunday. Another, the slumping Tampa Bay Lightning added an element of grit into their lineup to punch up their late postseason playoff push by acquiring forward Tanner Janot in a trade with the Nashville Predators. Janot from Oxbow Sask. Glad you asked. And the Lightning paid a high price in doing so by trading away third-year defenseman Cal Foote as well as five draft picks, including a 2025 first-rounder, it's top 10 protected. Tampa Bay also traded its second round pick in 2024, as well as third, fourth, and fifth round selections this year. And the Dallas Stars acquired Evgeny Dadanov for the Montreal Canadiens for Denis Gurionov in a trade that nobody cares about except for them. Uh, I'm getting a little tingles, Moose. They can't all win the East Conference. <laughs> this is a very exciting time. <laughs> it is very exciting. You got teams loading up. They all want to win, and I love it. I love when you think you've got a chance to win, go all in, because it doesn't happen that often, especially in hockey. So it is going to be incredibly fun down the stretch. And if you haven't made a move to bolster your lineup, you better soon. Otherwise, you better start thinking about going the other way because uh, we know who's for real now. Ryan in Toronto writes it. He says, hello from Toronto Rod Squad. It's going to be a great week. I agree. Everybody's excited. It feels like it's been a long time since we've been on the air together. But let me just back up the truck for a second. Beep, beep, beep. Lightning gave up. Third-year defenseman Cal Foote, the son of Adam Foote, as we all know. Five draft picks, including a 2025 first-rounder. The Lightning folks don't have a first-round pick now until 2026. Now, I was just with their assistant general manager last week in the Brand Center watching junior hockey, and we had a pretty long talk. The basis of our conversations will remain between us, Darren, but I laugh. Just pause. The poll questions regarding this. For Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center, Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. Did the Tampa Bay Lightning give up too much for Tanner Janot? And... Last I looked on Twitter, 82% of respondents saying, yes, yes, they gave up too much. They gave up too much. Now, on YouTube, last I saw, Clark, the majority said, no, they didn't. But I think that's because not enough people had voted. Do you have an update, Clark, on uh, what is it now? 72% saying, yes, they gave up too much. And I'm laughing. People, we got to get with it. We got to get with the flow. We got to get with the current and realize business has changed in the National Hockey League. Darren, this is what I realized. We used to sit back, trade deadline day. I'm sure you were the same. We would too when I was working in hockey. would park a chair right in front of the television in the players' lounge in the dressing room and watch TSN and Sportsnet all day. Right with it. There would be 50 to 60 players change hands on the NHL trade deadline day, which incidentally is this Friday. Times have changed. The moves are all being made up front. Your Leafs got Ryan O'Reilly over a week ago now. Over a week ago. And by his, has he been great? Really, the only guy left of consequence is Patrick Kane. And this is what I think. I think the general managers are looking back at when they used to wait until the last minute to, to make trades because junior hockey is the same. They're all done in the weeks and months leading up. 
It's like in the 90s when we look back and we were wearing chains and turtleneck collars and leather bomber jackets and balloon pants. We were like, what, what were we thinking back then? We thought, we thought we were doing the right thing. We thought we were cool. No. Don't wait until the last minute. Get your deals done ahead of time. That's what I think. GMs are looking back on why did we do it that way for so long? I know. And that's the way it was. Um, not anymore. It has changed. It has changed. It has changed. But we're so used to now analyzing every little thing and wanting to declare a winner today. And we want to justify yeah. the price. You know, when we post something on the Internet, we need X amount of likes. Well, you look at Tanner Janot, he's not going to light up the scoreboard and put up 100 points in a season. But we, we think that, and we think, oh, if you're going to trade a first-round pick and multiple picks and this and that, you need to get Austin Matthews back. No, you're going to get back a kid who was in the conversation for the Calder, had over 40 points last year, can play key minutes, very responsible, tough, gritty, and is going to be a key member of your team for a long time. He might not be a number one for you, but he's going to be really, really good, and that has a lot of value. So they paid the price, and I think they're happy. Well, it's similar to teams overpaying for a quarterback. We've talked about that in the past. It's okay to overpay to get what you want. So maybe Tampa Bay did overpay. But I remember when Tanner Janot was coming out of junior and I had a pro scout call me and say, what can you tell me about this guy? I'm like, well, he wasn't even, I don't think, a point-of-game player, but he was hard-nosed and he was honest. And you'll win with a guy like Tanner Janot. And the fact that Nashville's moving on, look what they got back. And it's interesting, by the way, John Ohm, I have my gong, by the way. He says business has changed. Give me the money. The player has way too much control, a.k.a. Patrick Kane. But that's why business has changed. And it was in my 10 things column on the weekend. You got to really stand back and not put too much stock into the bunk that you're hearing out there because one of the insiders who's a really good friend of mine, longtime friend of mine, Reported last week that Patrick Kane, he's got it down to Edmonton, Dallas, and Vegas as the three teams. Within 24 hours, the only place he'll go is the New York Rangers. Because he wants to play with Artemi Panarin. And now that deal is being done. But you've given the players the control, so now you got to maneuver on the back side. And this is my point, Darren. I, I like trying to stay on top of what they're doing here. And I also want to say the Tampa... The Tampa Bay assistant GM, Al Murray, that's who I was with. We were talking about the playoff series last year against Florida and various things. And they just have faith in their own scouting department. Who the hell was Brandon Hagel with the Chicago Blackhawks? Who really was he? They're trying to ride it till the wheels fall off because that can't stay good forever, Tampa Bay. But I saw the scores uh, power rankings come out today and the Lightning are in the top five. So it's like, our window is open right now. I mean, who knows whether it's closing or not, but they're still good. So let's, let's not worry. It's like the L.A. Rams, Darren, signing all those guys. Jalen Ramsey, or having to get rid of all those guys. Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. they couldn't pay for this year. But you won, right? And then you pay for it yeah. after. Is that kind of not what we're seeing in the NHL right now? Yeah, that's what's happening with Tampa. They're, they're putting all their eggs in now, and they're saying, look, let's ride it, as you said, until the wheels fall off, and then we'll pay for it later. We'll rebuild. And you know what? It'll be on Al Murray and those guys to try and prolong this or speed it up by being good in the late rounds when you're drafting. And 
we've seen their track record. They're really good in the scouting department. Doesn't mean they're going to hit all the time, but I have faith. And I think as a team, you'd rather have your, your ownership, your GMs, your hockey ops people go all in and try and win you a cup. I know they've won already, but I like this team. I like this group and why not go all in? Well, I'll say one thing about Al Murray. Um, Serena and I were walking around the neighborhood yesterday. She was asking me about Al Murray. I said, I've known him for 40 years. He played, uh, he coached my brother at the U of R Cougar men's hockey team. And he was kind of the architect or found the talent for the LA Kings to win two Stanley Cups. And then they fired him there. And we're like, what? And if we were going, what are you doing? What do you think Al was thinking? Oh, well, I'll just go to Tampa Bay and build a Stanley Cup champion there. <laughs> All of a sudden, they win two there. and uh, appear to th There's... There's a message there. When your time's up, time's up. Just go on and do your next thing and have the most success you can there and have fun doing it. That's Al yeah. Murray for you. Okay, so moving on. That's a lot of NHL discussion there. We've got a lot of points to get to here. This is the warm-up. And hang on, Ryan O'Radio in Atlanta. I still have our bet coming up. But week two, XFL, I'll say to you in the audience, did you watch? Uh, the winners were St. Louis, D.C., San Antonio, and Houston. They all won. My Orlando Guardians were, they lost. And a guy wrote me and said, come on up to Orlando. I'll get you premium seats. Like, That's a three-hour drive, bro. Just, I don't want to spend it all in a car being down here. I'm not here for a real long time. So, no, I'm not going. Um, but I turned on the, uh, the San Antonio game, San Antonio-Orlando. Within about three plays, I'm like, this is junk. This is the most that I've watched. Well, it's only week two, but it's the most I've watched all season. And it wasn't good. And I don't assume you watched a ton because not all the games are on Canadian television, correct? Yeah, I didn't watch any, to be honest. It's uh, uh, not, it doesn't happen yet. Again, mid-season is going to yeah. be my thing. But trying to follow the updates as much as possible and see they're getting some traction, which I think is a good thing. I'm not really sure why I was so into it when it started. What was it, 2019, 2020? All our years are all screwed up. I guess because I had friends in it. I only know I only know one guy in it, Darnell Sankey. Know of him. I don't know him personally. I have not a lot of interest in watching the XFL right now. I get that the football people are for the most part all hot and bothered about it. But look at we got the Blue Jays I'm getting to. NHL. ESPN's cranking out all the fake NFL news, man. The XFL is way back. Way back in the batting order. My recovery guys this morning. 12-step program as I'm eight years sober. They're all hot and bothered about Chris Kirk winning the Honda Classic. One guy actually texted me about that, and I'm like, who the hell? What? Not a golf guy? My God, look at all the other things i got to get into and stay on top of. But the guy entered recovery, alcoholism and depression, took a, a player, what do you call it, a player's break, for lack of a better term, comes back and wins the Honda Classic. Yeah. Recovery works. So, yeah, there's a lot of guys in recovery that know golf. You know what I mean? Business yeah. guys. Yeah. So, anyways, sorry, XFL. Maybe later. Point three, Andres Shapiro hit a home run and had two RBIs as the New York Yankees handed the Toronto Blue Jays. Their first loss of the preseason, 9-5 on Sunday. L.J. Talley hit a three-run homer, and Vladdy added a two-run blast for Toronto, which scored all five of its runs 
in the fifth inning. Starter Tim Mesa pitched just one inning, giving up three hits and one run for the Blue Jays, who opened the preseason with a 9-7 win over the Pittsburgh Pirates on Saturday. Toronto next plays the Atlanta Braves Monday afternoon. There you go, Ryan O'Radio. What are we betting? I would say lunch at your favorite Noonan, Georgia, or Atlanta eatery on today's preseason action between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Atlanta Braves. And I want to mention, too, there was news today out of the Blue Jays' office. They have hired James Click as their vice president of baseball strategy today. He joins the team after three seasons as the general manager of the Houston Astros, where he led the team to a World Series just last season. James Click has joined the Toronto Blue Jays as their vice president of baseball strategy. Um, Darren, we're going to pause and come back. I want to talk a little bit about baseball rules for those that watch the baseball on the weekend. Um, are you giving it a thumbs up or thumbs down? All the new rule changes, the pitching clock, obviously, which affects both the pitchers and the batters. There's a lot of talk about that. we got NBA to get to, the Anderson dynasty at the Scotties, lots to get to. We'll be right back. This is the RP Show right in the middle of the Quick 6 Show topics on Game Plus TV, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Because it's a heave-ho, high Dealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? US lot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profit stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It's the RP Show, and we are in the middle of the Quick 6 show topics. What are we uh, three through? Let's bring the Moose back in, if you don't mind. He's at the Canada Winter Games in PEI and will be all week. Hey, Moose, one interesting thing. um, It's Canada. They love to argue particularly about hockey. So I just opened up the text line, the 902 text line. Okay, there's a lot of discussion about Connor Bedard. Any of it here? And I was reading an article on uh, The Athletic this morning about the trade deadline and how teams are officially starting to tank to get into the Bedard conversation with around 20 games left. Ryan Thomas has written in, and uh, I'll allow it. The question, he says, Roddy, just curious as to why a few times last week you mentioned that Connor Bedard has no one to play with with the Pats. Sazdalev is fifth in league scoring. Tanner Howe is 12th in the league in scoring. Sfazel is arguably one of the best defensemen in the league. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'll tell you what I wrote him back. 
<laughs> He's elevating them, Tommy. And again, I don't want to argue this is what I see. I, I, I don't need to defer to the NHL scouts that I was sitting with, but I will anyways. This was the discussion amongst all of us that he's putting it right on their tape. And nine times out of ten that night in the game that we saw against Madison Hat, they were whiffing on it. They weren't finishing the plays. So you can argue what you want. I'm, what I'm saying is when he's with players of his caliber, which isn't going to happen until he gets to the National Hockey League, uh, he could have double the points in junior if he was playing in the early 80s, Regina Pats like Dale Durkatch. But anyways, enough with the arguing. Oh, and by the way, speaking of the arguing, it was Serena that said Connor Bedard was underwhelming at the World Juniors, not me. For the poppy little, cocky little piss ants that are coming after me for comments on the show. <laughs> How about that? Um, Craig in Calgary. She liked that one. She heard it. Craig in Calgary writes in, by the way, he says the XFL games are all streamed on TSN+. I don't think the goal is for everyone to become huge fans, but like for a tier B sport just to get eyes on it and bring in repeat views. For me, so far, so good regarding the XFL. Okay, ready to move on? Do you have any thoughts, Moose, before I do on anything? No, let's move, let's move on. We're good. All right, to the NBA. Here come the Hawks. Quinn Snyder has been hired as coach of the Atlanta Hawks to replace the fired Nate McMillan. The team scheduled a news conference for today. Should we go live on WQEE to the Atlanta Hawks news conference, hiring Quinn Snyder as the head coach? Uh, the team announced it Sunday, shortly after the Hawks' second straight win under interim coach Joe Prunty. A buzzer-beating 129-127 win over the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Trey Young scored the uh, game-winning bucket. Snyder was coach of the Utah Jazz, as you all probably know, from 2014 to 2022. Went to the playoffs in six of his eight seasons. Uh, the Raptors got spanked, by the way, 118-93 by Cleveland Sunday. Point five, Kerry Anderson of Gimli, Manitoba, where they brew Crown Royal, won a fourth straight Canadian Women's Curling Championship Sunday in Kamloops with a 10-4 win over Manitoba's Jennifer Jones. An all-Manitoba final there. Four in a row. Uh, she's become just the second team to do that. Colleen Jones was the other moose. So we had the discussion about dynasties yesterday. I'm still not moving off. Three championships gives you a dynasty. I don't know what four is. That's, that's godlike, hey? It, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable, and the way she played in that gold medal, I mean, and all the way through the entire Scotties, unstoppable. I mean, she might be, you know, she'll go down as one of the greatest curling uh, teams ever. We know that, but there's going to be conversation, goat conversation in curling about Carrie Anderson. It's, it's unbelievable. And to beat Jennifer Jones in the final, who was kind of the, stat, the elite status symbol prior to Anderson, uh, yeah, we haven't seen anything like this in a long time. Those are five points. Number one, NHL trade frenzy. Number two, XFL week two. Number three, baseball and rule changes. Number four, NBA. Number five, Kerry Anderson dynasty. And number six, weekend sports randoms. And I got to say something. Some of these leagues really need to pick it up. I'm sorry this is going to hurt some feelings here, but the NLL, they got to they gotta pick it up, man. We get all the previews going into the weekend. Hey, watch our games. Hey, buy tickets. And then once the games are over, we never hear from them again. So I, I don't know, did our Georgia Swarm win Saturday? Did they get their first win, Ryan? I don't know. 
I know the Saskatchewan Rush got pistol whipped by the Vancouver Warriors Saturday night at SaskTel Center, and attendance numbers may have been fudged. But if you want to um, be in the big time, you got to uh, conduct yourself in the big time in terms of sending out your results and so forth. And by the way, <laughs> Chris Putz writes in. That's his name, Chris Putz. He says, uh, will Rod address the comments directed at him by a Regina radio idiot over the weekend? Doubt it, but I'd love to see it. And then he says, yes, that guy, Roddy puts it to bed as soon as I bring it up. Yeah, it's over. Uh, stop. Um, on brand, he's got his information wrong. So we'll move on. I want to go back to the Leafs. What was the, was it 5-1 last night, Clark? Toronto at Seattle? I watched uh, half that game. Yeah, 5-1 Leafs. LFG. Okay, let's get back into the NHL discussion for a second because that's what we do. Leafs are good, man. Good. How are you? It's probably way too late for you out there in PEI to watch that game. Did you, did you follow it, get the it's highlights? Late. Yeah, it's a little late for me to watch it. I got to watch the updates in the morning, but um, they're good. Uh, but again... We've had good Leafs teams. There's been good Leafs teams um, in the past number of years. None of it matters, man. None of it matters So you get into the playoffs. And you have to beat the same team four yeah. times. It's hard to do. You know, even when you go into Seattle and win like that, can you beat them four times out of seven? You know, good hockey teams and stay focused and disciplined. Um, we know the team's good. But again, until we get to the playoffs, nothing matters. It doesn't. Oh. When did, Darren, you're growing up. When did that dawn on? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you're not measuring the width of streets in Toronto to see if for the parade floats, how wide they can be. When, when, did, this, when did this change occur, Darren? I, I feel like I missed Eventually, it. right? Yeah, you have to grow up and understand that these <laughs> things matter. Well, uh, it is. But the game last night was very physical, or at least in the early going. Um, Seattle tried to put up quite a fight, but Toronto's just too good. And Seattle is a good team now, but I'm really impressed with Ryan O'Reilly. He's not doing anything major, but he's standing in front of the net, not leaving. He's creating havoc there. He's winning draws. I don't know, man. That, I, you know, I go back to um, my weekend column with the Flames. I said... The best way to solve their goaltending problem right now is to score more goals. That's really all you can do. Hell yes. You know what I mean? And, and, and hockey has changed so much that in the 80s, defense didn't win. The best defense was a good offense. As my good friend Bob Krawchuk used to say about defensive driving, he said best defense is a good offense. Go on the offense. <laughs> Maybe the game has changed to where... You can win games 6-5, 6-4. I mean, Darcy Kemper isn't going to the Hockey Hall of Fame anytime soon. And let's spend a minute, by the way, on what teams need to do. Like the Winnipeg Jets, I was watching that game. And I enjoyed it for the most part. I wish I didn't watch these games critically. I wish I could just sit and enjoy it. But the Jets, there is something wrong. And our guy Hustler is losing his mind like the rest of Winnipeggers with what's wrong with us too? What a terrible time to lose five of six. It's their worst stretch of six games in the entire season. And I'm not going to ask you for any analysis on the Jets, Darren, but they got one shot in the first period in their own building. One freaking shot. The Winnipeg Jets. 
there's that. And then you got the Flames going into Colorado. Not a must-win game, but darn near. First shot on goal, Jacob Markstrom's beaten by Nathan McKinnon. It's like poking the balloon. Yeah. You know, so the Jets go and make the trade for Nino Niederreiter. He didn't play on Sunday because he was dealing with a visa issue. But the Flames, the Oilers, I wonder what they're going to do. Darren Dreger tweeting this morning that uh, the Leafs or the Oilers are in on Ekblom out of uh, Nashville, the defenseman. The Oilers are going to do something. What other teams need to do? Do the Leafs need to do more? Yeah, I don't know if they do. Um, you know, Muzzin's out for the year now in Toronto. Again, they might want a defenseman still. I don't know if that's where they're going to go. You know, Winnipeg, I don't know if Nino Niederreiter's, you know, the saving grace to get the Winnipeg Jets out of this little funk that they're in, but it'll help and see what else they can do leading up to the deadline. here. They just got to be mentally sharp. And again, you're right, bear down. You can't have one shot in your own building in any period of any game. Um, so I think they'll maybe tinker, but their roster is pretty good right now. And yeah, in Edmonton, um, they need to focus all their efforts in Edmonton um, on keeping the puck out of the net. Not that it's a huge issue, but they're fine offensively. They don't need anything else up front. It's all about defense now in Edmonton. Absolutely. <laughs> and it is fun. I mean, on one hand, i got to be honest, let's get real here. This is the kind of talk you're not going to hear on any other um, show. you got to stay away from the social media if you're the players. You just do. I mean, I was enjoying, I was flying back from Florida on Saturday, or to Florida on Saturday, following what was going on in the Orders-Columbus game. 114 in, the Blue Jackets score on Jack Campbell. Everybody's down on Jack Campbell, the Oilers goalie, where they fall down 4-1. Everybody's writing off the team. All of a sudden, boom, 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 it's 4-4. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's, <laughs> just hang on. I meant to put this in my weekend column, but I forgot. Uh, the NHL is becoming like junior hockey for a lot of teams. What do we call it? Predictably unpredictable? Perfectly imperfect unless you're the boston bruins you don't really know what you're going to get on a nightly basis with any national hockey league team and teams are blowing big games um craig our director of scouting says this leafs team looks damn good and says the last two jets games were pathetic <laughs> t will in winnipeg says it took the jets 20 minutes to get their second shot in the game yesterday Calling that pathetic is an insult to the word pathetic. So, all season long, Rick Bonus, Bones, Coach of the Year, but what a time of year it would be to take a dump, isn't it? For uh, for the clock to strike midnight and Sir Cinderella's uh, pumpkin to show up. What are the Winnipeg Jets? Are they hot garbage like everybody's saying? Or are they the team that everybody thought uh, was, oh, Palmo, Palmo this, Palmo that. He sucked. Is this a small blip or is this a disturbing trend? What do you think? I hope it's a small blip. I don't think it, we know. I don't think we know. I think we're still trying to figure this out. Um, you hope it's a small blip and you hope that they're getting it out of their system now before the playoffs and that they'll still find a way. I mean, they're going to get in, hopefully, unless this blip becomes really bad. Um, they'll get in and they need to get back to where they were. They have the ability. We know they do. It's not a question of talent. It's not a question of the roster. It's a matter of can they stay focused and, and bear down and get back to playing good hockey. 
Chad in Red Deer says, every year for the past five years, the Leafs have had a good team. And then the playoffs roll around and the goalie falters. Same old, same old. Well, I don't know. They went seven against Tampa Bay last year, a team that went all the way to the Stanley Cup. So this might be the year that the Leafs get over the hill. But until they do, we're going to keep laughing at them. Kevin the Medium writes in and says, uh, Smurf Mafia losing their minds. <laughs> Making the Medium smile. Who, who's the Smurf Mafia? Do you know? Is that a key word? Is that a code word? What's the Smurf Mafia? I don't know. I'm not sure. You don't know? I don't know. I'm no. just glad you're smiling, Kevin. Moose will be back in hour two to uh, kick this around. See you, Moose. Enjoy PEI till then. All right. See you then. We've got a sports update coming up. As a matter of fact, we got a minute. I'll do it right now. Chris Kirk waited nearly eight years to win a PGA Tour event again. Waiting one more hole on Sunday was no problem. Kirk stuck his approach to the par 5 18th to tap in range, and his birdie on the first hole of a playoff lifted him past Eric Cole to win the Honda Classic Sunday. He walked away from the game in May of 2019 because of alcoholism and depression. Now he is a champion again. Back on the tour for the first time in four years. The sports update for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania, number one at the box office all across North America this weekend in the film, which officially kicks off phase five of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Superhero partner Scott Lang, played by Paul Rudd, and Hope Van Dyne, played by Evangeline Lilly, return to continue their adventures as Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number one at the box office. Check it out this weekend or this week at Landmark Cinemas. David Alter joins us next from Rinkwide Toronto to talk about this head-spinning week ahead of the NHL trade deadline. We're live on Game Plus Network, YouTube, iHeart Radio, and WQEE The Key. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. <sighs> Hope you're having fun. Business is open. We're open for business on this Monday. And just to clarify, from Kevin the Medium, he's watching an aired read. The term Smurf Mafia refers to all Winnipeg fans. How about that? Hockey and football. Yeah, okay, so now you don't need to explain it anymore. <clears throat> but not Leaf fans. They're their own special breed. And joining us to talk about it, David Alter from Rink-Wide Toronto, part of the Leafs coverage for Sports Illustrated. David, welcome to the RP Show, if you don't mind. Appreciate you coming on. And let's talk about these Toronto Maple Leafs. And what, what was your take on that route in Seattle 5-1 Sunday night? Yeah, it was something else. I mean, uh, I think I expected a bit of a letdown just because, you know, doing the trip over out west and then playing a four o'clock local game can certainly be a, a bit of an adjustment in Seattle, although they weren't as good as they've been to start the year. Still a pretty good team this year. And for the first few minutes, it looked like it was going to go that way. And they opened the scoring with Vince yeah. Dunn's goal. But um, Toronto making the changes. Uh, Austin Matthews seems to have been reignited uh, with the proper line mate and Mitch Marner and uh, the rest is history there. Austin Matthews cementing it with two goals and Mark Giordano scoring his return to Seattle, former captain. Uh, it could have written the better storybook for the way the Leafs game ended last night. 
You and I saw the same game, although I might have missed some. Did they have a welcome back video for Mark Giordano? I was watching the Kraken broadcast, and they brought it. They did? Come on. They didn't. Yes, they did. They did, and apparently they flashed something for Cali Yarbrough, too, although I didn't see it, but uh, Seattle Game Ops told me they did, um, I, so I'll take their word for it. But, uh, yeah, no, they did, and, I mean, he's their first captain, and as crazy as that is, you know, you can make the debate of if they should have named the captain for the first year. Vegas obviously didn't. Vegas waited, I think, four or five years before they, they made Mark Stone captain of their uh, their team during expansion. So uh, because they did uh, and it was his first game back, they had to. And, uh, you know, he gets the all-time shots record or block shots record, I should say, even though that's only tracked since 0506 in that game as well. It was weird, but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he is uh, a former Kraken. You got to... Pay the respect. You know what? The Kraken also did a, a tribute video or thing on their social when one of their expansion selections got traded away in VTech Vanisek. I remember that being pretty funny. So <laughs> they do have a sense of humor about themselves for sure. Okay. Well, trust me, I get it. I just think it's all out of control. Mark Giordano was there for five minutes, but he was a very key part of the Leafs win last night. Let's just go back to that for a second. Did you see this in kind of since O'Reilly got there? Teams are kind of trying to impose their will early going against the Leafs, and they just stand up to them. And, and the Toronto broke the Kraken last night. This is a very good Toronto team. Yeah, they really are. I mean, look, uh, this team has, by all accounts, have been a pretty good regular season team. They always have. And this year, there's been more of a, an identity to try and be better defensively. And then, obviously, goaltending is a, is a question that's been coming back years and years. And this year they've got two new goaltenders and Ilya Samsonov and Matt Murray. And they just seem to have more of a complete game right now. Uh, but there's always that feeling in the back of your mind, well, this is the regular season and there's never really been a doubt about the regular season. So will this translate to postseason success? That's the multi-million dollar question. And uh, now as we reach trade deadline and see how other teams around them are loading up and what the, the Leafs did and getting Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari from St. Louis. Uh, it's creating quite the interesting arms race in the Atlantic Division to see how those oh. first couple of rounds are going to play out. And that entire Eastern Conference. What do we got now? Devils, Lightning, Bruins, Leafs. That's five really good teams. The Hurricanes were sitting waiting yeah. for them to do something because they've really done nothing yet. Um, what do you think is going to happen be between now and Friday? I'm not going to hold you to it, but... Yeah. How can you see things yeah, playing it's out? A, yeah, from a Leaf perspective, I mean, they have about, when they activate Matt Murray from long-term injured reserve later this week, like it sounds like they're going to, they'll have about $2 million in cap space to work with to add some depth guys. I imagine that's all they're going to do in that regard, probably a defenseman. I think they do need another defenseman. Um, and then at that point, yeah, I mean, Carolina has yet to do something. There's not a lot of teams left on the trade bait board, so uh, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of talk about Jacob Chikrin and if he's going to finally move and if someone's going to give the assets. Um, I looked at what Arizona's asking price was, and I looked at what Tampa gave up for Tanner Janot, and I'm thinking to myself, how how is Jacob Chikrin not moved after all of that? Like, I just I couldn't believe... Uh, the turn, the the return there, but I guess it's all relative to the teams and what they're willing to give up, and uh, that was a crazy one. So we'll see. I mean, it's it's not too long ago we talked about how 
the West was the stacked conference, and now it's totally flipped 180, where it seems like the East is just in this arms race, and it's kind of a turtle's race to see who's going to win the West. You know, the Western teams sitting back, rubbing their hands together and letting the East beat the tar out of each other. But let me ask you this. The one main piece, well, there's two main pieces left, I guess, Patrick Kane and then Eric Carlson. Um, how, let's just talk about Kane. And it looks like he's going to the Rangers. They're the one team we haven't mentioned here. How big of a difference do you think yeah. he, he can make at this stage of his career? I, I think uh, he'll be huge for them. I think when um, that Tarasenko deal happened, and people were kind of crapping on Kane and, uh, you know, saying he wasn't what he was before. Well, he came back from there and then just started scoring. He looked like he had a chip on his shoulder. I was at the game in Chicago where he recorded a hat trick. And uh, he really looked like a man on the mission to kind of uh, prove himself worthy. And so, yeah, by all accounts, it looks like he's going to go to New York. And you look at those forward lines, they're very stacked. They've got Adam Fox on the back end. And then you get Igor Shesterkin, who's kind of a proven commodity there. If he gets to to the game going where we expect him to be, it's gonna hard it's gonna be hard to beat the Rangers. But I mean there's a lot of great candidates. Uh, the Boston Bruins are the class right now and it's kinda hard to take anything away from them. But you look at some of the additions all around and it kind of resets the clock. That's why I always look at standings post trade deadline. Because to me I feel like that's a more reflective indicator of where teams are at going into the playoffs because of all these uh, tectonic shift and changes to the rosters. So uh, I'm really curious to see if Boston continues to play that way and if the Rangers start dominating given uh, some of the additions. And I, I think Kane on a second line on the wing there is a perfect fit for New York. Well, and then uh, that you've just given me something to keep my eye out for post-trade deadline record. Uh, I like it. And I also, with Washington, they're just, if this is poker, they're like, we'll fold. <laughs> we'll wait for the next yeah. hand. Uh, Washington's like, we're out. David, we have less than a minute. Where can people uh, follow your stuff? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at DAlter. Uh, but um, Sports Illustrated, Toronto Maple Leafs page is where you can see my articles. And post game show for every Leaf game, home and road. Uh, with someone in the building, myself, and uh, a rotating cast of co-hosts. So uh, you can check out rinkwidetoronto.com and Sports Illustrated Media Group's Inside the Maple Leafs, Toronto Maple Leafs page. Love it. David, thanks for the time. Enjoy the week and the hockey ahead. You got it. Thank you very much, Rod. Viewer takeover coming up next. Uh, next hour, Jim Lang joining us for more of this type of discussion. We're live on Game Plus Television, iHeartRadio, YouTube Live, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Because it's a heave-ho, high-oh, stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. 
Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Yeah, it's the roving studio. We're back in South Florida. That's why I'm so happy. Close to 30 degrees Celsius today. Going to be going for a ride this afternoon, top down. How about that? If you want to get at me, now's the time. 902-518-3033. Guy that I'm arguing about with Connor Bedard and whether or not he's got anybody to play with or he doesn't. He says, we're not arguing, we're debating. That's what all arguers say. But anyways, you can write us on YouTube as well. Social media. The poll question, by the way. For Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, I should pump that out right now. Did the Tampa Bay Lightning give up too much for Tanner Janot? Clearly, I don't think so. He's from Oxbow, Sask. I, and I also would like to think that the Tampa Bay Lightning are above being criticized for anything. But no. No. <laughs> Third, going, going to Nashville for one player, Tanner Janot, who probably should have been the NHL's rookie of the year last year. Third-year defenseman Calfoot and five draft picks, including a top-10 projected first-rounder in 2025, second-round pick in 2024, third, fourth, and fifth-round picks this year. Ah, I guess that's the whole thing where they think you're crazy. Let's just wait and see how it all plays out. By the way, is Janet chimed in from Southern California? I think of her a lot. And uh, Kevin Adams, the general manager of the Buffalo Sabres, we all thought he was nuts. Who's having the last laugh? And by the way, they came in here and slapped around the Florida Panthers Friday night. And I talked to the Panthers fans. Shout out Jess. Saw her yesterday. She's like, first game I've left early all year. <laughs> Huge Benno. Yeah, this guy, this guy ain't real. He says, RP, living the life in South Florida. Well, I'm stuck in Calgary. What's there to do in this dump? Watch the Bruins beat up the Flames tomorrow? The guys, he can't honestly be from Calgary. March 13th, we're starting a Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. And let's be honest, I was writing down all the hashtags for just the sports alone in Calgary. Hashtag NHL, hashtag CFL, NLL, AHL, WHL, CJHL, CPL, Canadian Premier League, CEBL, they got pro basketball now, U Sports. I don't have enough hands for the sports that are going on. And you're sitting here watching a sports show? So come on, you're just trying to stir it up. Uh, uh, yeah, from Smitty, our director of scouting. Beautiful South Florida. It's the best place I've ever been, but that's just me. Don't need to take my word for it. It's where I want to be. Um, sports update, the Edmonton Oilers face a stiff challenge when they take on the NHL best Boston Bruins tonight. The Oilers had a short two-game win streak halted in a 6-5 defeat to the league-worst Columbus Blue Jackets on Saturday. Elsewhere tonight, the Senators welcome the Detroit Red Wings. The Vancouver Canucks visit the Dallas Stars. The Toronto Blue Jays have hired James Click as their vice president of baseball strategy today. Click joins the team after three seasons as the general manager of the Houston Astros, where he led the team to a World Series last season. As you know, the Blue Jays said in a statement today that Click will work closely with general manager Ross Atkins. How many people watched the baseball on the weekend? Clark, are you giving the new rules a thumbs up or a thumbs down? 
He's reserving. <laughs> He's reserving judgment. I do want to talk about this next hour, but can I say this? Jeff Passan, last minute of play in hour one. Jeff Passan, ESPN Baseball Insider, saying the preseason is for getting the kinks out of these rules. So can everybody just cool it? Uh, Blue Jays continue preseason play today when they take on the Atlanta Braves at Cool Today Park in Northport, Florida. After Toronto opened its schedule with a 9-7 win over the Pirates on Saturday, they fell 9-5 to the Yankees yesterday. Ryan O'Radio, we're betting on this one this afternoon. Did you hear it? Lunch at your place, your favorite place in Atlanta on the Braves and Jays this afternoon. Sports update for Landmark Cinemas. In theaters now, 80 for Brady. It's inspired by the true story of four besties living life to the fullest when they take a wild trip to the 2017 Super Bowl, starring Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field, produced by seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady. Hour two coming up right after this brief break on Game Plus and the Key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co. 